Welcome to the Movement Church Podcast. Our vision is to be a movement of people finding their way back to God. We want to be a place where you can own your faith and take next steps in your relationship with Jesus. Maybe your next step is to seek out a community and join a movement group. Maybe it's supporting movement financially for the first time or using your gifts on a volunteer team. Whatever God is calling you to do, our prayer is that you will step out in faith and let Him lead you. For more information about your next step, please visit movementcolumbus.com. I came to know Jesus at an early age, and as I was learning and growing in my faith, God began to put it on my heart to start a church someday. I don't even think I knew that this was called church planning, but it was on my heart at an early age. And I remember as early as the age of 12, a pastor that I looked up to explaining church planning to me and really feeling an interest in that. When I was 17, I met my wife, Kristen, on a ministry trip called Operation Barnabas, And by that point, God had kind of confirmed this call toward church planning in my heart. I knew that I needed to cut my teeth in ministry, and so I went to college, I went to seminary, and as Kristen and I were married, we spent seven years in student ministry because I knew that I needed to figure out exactly what my ministry philosophy someday would look like. But church planting had never left my mind or my heart. In fact, I remember going to a a conference one year just as a pastor, but I came home and Kristen said, what did you learn? And I said, I know two things. Our family is going to adopt and the call in our lives to plant churches is still as strong as ever. And so finally in 2011, I went to the church that I worked at and I said, I love you all. I've loved my time with you, but I can't ignore this anymore. God is calling us to plant a church and we need to be faithful to that. And so we raised some money, we gathered a launch team, and we moved to Hilliard to plant Movement Church. But there were two things that stuck out to me in that time. I would talk to a lot of people and they would say, yeah, we value church planning, we love church planning, but there were moments that that churches wouldn't be excited to, to give us finances or to support us. And there were many people I met who had started their churches, pastors who had planted the churches I was, I would, I was visiting. And they would say, we have a heart for church planning. And yet I didn't see that reciprocated in their response and in their support. And so early on, those things began to shape the DNA of Movement Church. We said that in our DNA, we were going to continuously plant life-giving churches. We said that we were going to take 5% of every dollar that came in, and we were going to put that in a church planning fund, and we would even do some special fundraising on top of that. We would even have a residency program where we would bring church planners and pastors in and we would send them out with launch teams. We would train, equip, and send them. And the goal was always to plant churches that plant churches that plant churches. We wanted to plant a forest and not just worry about being one giant oak tree. Many of you know that the church in America, the church around the world, is in decline. There are some churches that are plateaued. There are some that growing, but there's a very very small sliver of churches that are worried about the overall church. They're worried about the kingdom of God. They're worried about the universal church and they're investing outside of themselves and they're planting churches and trying to be a movement. That is where our name comes from. We wanted to be a movement that wasn't just a one-time church, a one-time thing, but something that could exponentially plant churches that plant churches that plant churches. And so in 2012, Movement Church started with those dreams. And by 2016, we were able to bring in our first resident, Joel and Morgan Trainer, And we sent them to plant Three Creeks Church in Gehenna 
one year later after their residency. And this last year, we brought in Trey and Sarah Gilmore, and they've done a residency with us. And today, we are sending them to plant Contrast Church in Grandview, and we are excited about that. I want us to celebrate that today. We want to look at a passage and some different things because we want to be a church that continually is sending and we want to, we want to examine and, and look at our own hearts, look at our own culture and make sure that it's still in our DNA how to send well. And so we get our blueprint of what it looks like to, to live for Jesus from the New Testament. We get our blueprint for what it looks like to be the church from the New Testament. And we get our blueprint of what it looks like to send churches and plant churches from the New Testament. And so I want to highlight some things to us today. Most of you will know that in AD 30, the church was born in Jerusalem and the gospel went forward and people are living on mission for Jesus. The church is kind of transplanted throughout Palestine and the church is born in Caesarea. In AD 41 to 47, we see this in Acts 11, there's a church planted in Antioch of Syria. In AD 47 to 50, in Acts 13 to 15, we see that churches are planted in Pisidia, Iconium, and Lystra and Derbe. In AD 50 to 53, in Acts 15, we see that churches are planted in Philippi, Thessalonica, Berea, and Corinth. And in AD 54 to 58, In Acts 19 to 28, we see that a church is planted in Ephesus and a church is transplanted in Rome. And so today, we want to look at that blueprint. We want to look at some of the things that the Apostle Paul expressed as he was investing in this movement that was planting churches that plant churches. And we want to develop and sharpen and remind ourselves of our theology and our philosophy to be a sending church. We believe that sending is success. And so if you remember one line from today, I hope you remember that as our big idea, that sending is success. And when we define sending as success, it reminds us that even when we have to be selfless, even when we have to give people and resources, that's not us taking a hit or being hurt. That's success. And we're excited about investing in the kingdom of God and sending churches. There's a passage in Philippians chapter one that Paul uh, wrote to the church in Philippi. And I think it shows his heart for the churches that they sent and the churches that he was involved in. And it's this, it says in Philippians chapter one, verse two, may God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work within you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. So it is right that I should feel as I do about all of you, for you have a special place in my heart. You share with me the special favor of God, both in my imprisonment and in defending and confirming the truth of the good news. God knows how much I love you and long for you with the tender compassion of Christ Jesus. I pray that you will, that your love will overflow more and more and that you will keep on growing in knowledge and understanding. In this passage, Paul extends grace and peace. He thanks God for this church, this church that he's been involved in sending and planting, and he's excited. He says he longs for them and prays for them, and I want us to begin to unpack the DNA out of his heart and out of his language that we should have for the church of Jesus, that we can watch the New Testament church and say, this is what it looks like to have a heart to send and a heart to plant churches that plant churches. Paul always extends grace and peace. So we know exactly what grace is. It comes from the Greek word charis, which our movement of churches is named after. And it's an alteration of the, the word carrying. And we're, we're united under grace. 
the church of Jesus, as followers of Jesus, we're united under the undeserving grace of God. And our resume doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we've done corporately or individually. What matters is what Jesus has done. And our identity and our DNA is found in him. And we minister out of that DNA. And so we're united under grace and peace. Peace comes from the word, the Hebrew word shalom, which is only found in a relationship with God. And so life and ministry and church planning and having kids and e-school and work and all the things that stress us out take away from our, our peace and take a toll on us. But we can't be people who are passing on peace and who are helping others find peace unless we're anchored in God. And so Paul reminds this church, he reminds this movement, he reminds these churches where we're connected by two things, grace and peace. And he always extends that to the churches. He's drawing people to unity. There are many things that divide us. There are many things that, that, that keep us diverse and diversity is good, but there are some things that, that we have in common and those are grace and peace. And Paul always extends that and we extend that to the churches and to our network that we're interacting with and building. Paul also always prays for these churches. He says that over and over in his letter. He says, I, I thank God for you. As he talks to God, we see that as he writes these books in Romans and 1 Corinthians and Philippians and Colossians and 1 and 2 Thessalonians and 2 Timothy and Philemon. And he often says, I'm praying for your growth. I'm praying for your strength. He says that in Philippians and Colossians and 2 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians and, and Philemon. And this is something that we can do for our network. This is something that we can do for our friends. This is something that we can do for our church and the churches that we're connected with and the churches that we've sent, the churches that we've planted. We can pray for Three Creeks Church. We can pray for Contrast Church. We can do this when we're alone and we can do this when we're together. So Paul always extends grace and peace. Paul always prays for the churches and Paul always knows the churches. If you've read the New Testament letters that he writes to them, these churches that he's been involved with, these churches that he's helped start, these churches that he's visited, he's always saying things. He's always telling stories and, and kind of shouting out people and saying, hey, how's this going? Hey, I want to touch back on this. I want to follow up on this. And we can have the same thing because we know the people we've sent to these churches Many of you are connected to them. Many of, you, many of you have been in movement groups with them. Many of you know them and love them. And this isn't a goodbye. You're still gonna see them on Instagram. You're still gonna see them on Facebook. You can still do double dates. You can still do play dates. You can still meet at Easton. You can still text them and call them. They're not dying. We're just engaging in, in separate kingdom work that has so much value. This is gonna change eternity in Grandview and this is gonna change eternity forever. And so we're excited about this, but it's, it's okay to know people. I mean, I'm still gonna track with the Gilmore family. I'm still gonna tell them that, that Baby Junior is the cutest baby I've ever seen in my life, right? I'm gonna miss Nicole Brumley who has actually spent some time living with our family. She's going on that launch team. We're gonna miss the Benders. I'm gonna miss Justin Monroe. I'm gonna miss Ian and some of these people that we've invested in and we've known and that's okay, but we're gonna continue to know them and track with them and love them. Paul always knew these churches and knew these people, and we'll continue to do that. You can follow them on social media. In fact, I would say that's the modern way of how you can track with individuals and these churches the best. If you haven't already, go and follow Contrast Church on Facebook. Go and follow them on Instagram and, and be a part of what they're doing. The, the biggest thing that we can see that Paul modeled for these churches is not just that he knew them, but that he loved them. He says that very clearly and even some of the churches in Philippi and, and the, the letter to Philemon, he's often saying, I love, I love these people. I love this church. 
These people have a special place in, in our hearts. They've spent time with us. We've invested in them, and now we're excited to send them out. Just like when kids move out of a house, they go to college, they get married. You're not saying, oh, forget those good years. No, you're saying, those are years I cherish, and yet I'm still excited about sending you out. And so they're not forgotten. They're, they're out of sight, but they're not out of mind. This was Paul's New Testament DNA as he spoke to these churches. This is not something that we're faking. This is not something that's a one-time thing. We want to continually train, equip, and send residents and church plant teams. And so to do that, we need to have this attitude. We need to know that it's our job to extend grace and peace, to pray for these churches, to know these churches, and to love these churches. I think the example of this launch team that's being sent today is one that we can all, we can all watch. Maybe, maybe you're at movement and you're saying, you know what, I wasn't called to go on this plant. This wasn't something that God had for me. But I believe that their spirit to be pioneers, their spirit to go and to trust God and to act in faith and to be others focused and to want to impact the world as they share their faith and build this church is something that we can all look to as an example. And it's a question that we can all ask. God, how am I responding with everything I have? How am I responding to to live by faith? How am I caring for others in their eternity? And is there a chance that you could be calling me to be a part of a church plant launch team? Is there a chance that you could be calling me to be a part of this next team? We're excited about this and we extend grace and peace. We're united with these churches. We're gonna pray for them. We know them, we love them and we're sending them with our DNA. Movement Church is not perfect. We do not think that we're perfect. But I hope that there are some things that Contrast and Three Creeks Church have taken from our DNA. I hope they've seen a generosity. You're going to see a check that we get to present them with as a lump sum here in a moment. And I am proud of you, Movement Church, for the way that you give, the way that you sacrificially set aside money that's never going to build up our own kingdom, but that's going to go as an investment in another church. Contrast Church, I hope that you'll remember that and I hope that you'll give sacrificially to your kids and the churches that you will plant also. I hope you've seen that in our DNA and that you're excited about that. And I hope that you've seen that the reason that we apprentice groups and the reason that we apprentice ministry teams and the reason that we're constantly saying, how are we developing people and how are we sending people is not just something that sounds cool, but it's something that practically plays out and something that we're able to do as a sending church. Now, here's the challenge for us, Movement Church. Every time we send people, I think sometimes people have this mindset of thinking of corporate America. Oh, if this guy leaves, then that person has to do their work. And if this guy leaves, then that's going to hurt everybody. And if this talented person steps away, then the company is going to fall apart. And and I want to be honest today. Is there a a part of us that's saying, man, we're sending some people and and there's a very realness to, to what's happening? Are we Are we losing some talented people, some gifted people? Yeah. But I've never seen a church that was investing in and caring about the kingdom of God, that, that, that God didn't bless, God didn't multiply their leadership and their people, and God didn't help them bounce back. See, when we have a heart that exists outside of us, I believe that, that God will, will grow us and, and bless us because of that. And so this is not us losing people. This is us sending people, and this is an opportunity. If you've been at movement and you've been hanging out and you've said, how can I get involved? Or maybe I think sometimes about being a leader, we're sending away some very faith-filled people. 
And now it's our chance to respond and to live by faith. We're sending away some very capable leaders of ministry teams, of groups. Now it's our chance to rise up and say, I wanna be an apprentice of a a movement group. I wanna be a leader of a group. When we start meeting again, I wanna be a coach. I wanna be an apprentice of the First Impressions team or the Movement Kids team. I want to respond and be a leader. This is a gift. Sending is a gift and an opportunity. God is pruning us and we're able to bounce back and be stronger and healthier than ever. This is a gift and it's an opportunity because we define that sending is success. Well, there's some things that I wanna just say real quickly to the contrast team, some things that I wanna bless you with and remind you of. And here's the first one. I already read Philippians chapter one. Philippians chapter two says this, and I hope that this is something that's in your DNA. I know and trust that it is. It says this in Philippians chapter two, verse one. Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Any comfort from his love? Any fellowship together in the spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another and working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. That's Philippians 2 that you know goes on to give us a snapshot of the heart and the servant nature and the mind and the love of Jesus Christ, our Savior, as he gave himself on the cross. That's the same DNA and the same culture that should exist in our hearts as believers as we go forward and as we build churches. There's another passage that I want to read you, and it's out of Mark chapter 3. You guys know the earthly ministry of Jesus. He had done miracles, and he had traveled. He had attracted a crowd. And as he was getting ready to send his disciples and to send the apostles— There's a passage that he said to them that I think has some principles. Now, I understand that this is only to those apostles and those disciples, but they were kind of the ones that would set the tone and the DNA for the whole church. And in the same way as a launch team, you're going to do that. And so I want to read these few verses to you and draw some points out for you, contrast. Mark 3, 13 says this, Afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain and called out the ones he wanted to go with him, and they came to him. Then he appointed 12 of them and called them his apostles. They were to accompany him and he would send them out to preach, give them authority to cast out demons. It might just be a few verses, but you can see that Jesus called out just 12 people. He he had this principle that he would start with the few, not the many. And as a launch team, I know that your heart wants to see more people. I remember when there were 21 people at Movement Church and I thought someday there will be more people. This will impact more people, but that's okay. You're starting with a small core that has a strong DNA and God's going to use that and multiply that in others as you live that out and share your faith. Start with the few, not the many, and God will grow that number. Not just that, but we can see that in the life and the ministry of Jesus that he would prioritize relationships and not curriculum. He wasn't worried about always talking about religion. He was worried about people. He was worried about walking with people calling them to to God and letting them respond as their hearts understood what it meant to follow him. If you prioritize relationships, if you pursue people, and if you love them in spirit and in truth, as Jesus did, you'll see that change the world and you'll see that multiply your number. Another thing that I think is important that I hope you've taken from our DNA, and I think that Jesus had in this DNA as he spoke to his apostles, that you want to focus on your sending capacity and not your seating capacity. It's more important that we equip people, that we send people. And I hope that's something you've seen at Movement Church. In 2017, we sent 48 people 
on the Three Creeks launch team. Today, we're sending 31 people on the Contrast Church launch team. And so we've sent 79 people on church plant launch teams. Not just people, but people who are committed, people who are giving, people who are full of faith, people who are sharing their faith, and people who are leaders. And so Movement Church, I'm proud of you because you're not just worried about filling up one room or filling it up a couple times and having this grand service. You're saying we want to send people and think about our church here and also the universal church here. It's not just here, it's also there. Your sending capacity is 23% of our size. You have sent 23%, almost one-fourth of who we are, and I couldn't be more proud of a stat. Contrast Church, I hope that you'll do the same thing. Focus on your sending capacity as much as your seating capacity. And the last thing that we can see from that verse is that Jesus was telling these disciples, these apostles, to hand off authority rather than hold on to it. We've always tried to be a church where people can own their faith not just attend, not just go, but where they can own their faith, live their faith out and have their hands really involved in ministry and involved in the lives of people and involved in using their spiritual gifts. It's what Jesus called the apostles to do, what they handed down to the church and what's still going today through our church and our network of churches. We want to see these things, that you'll start with the few, not the many. Prioritize relationships, not curriculum. Focus on sending capacity, not seating capacity. And hand off authority rather than hold on to it. Movement church, I'm so proud of you today for sending Contrast Church. Contrast Church, we love you and we are proud of you. We're gonna continue to celebrate that and worship as we move on this morning. We've got some other videos and things, but I want you to know that we're seeing our DNA happen. We're seeing our vision happen. We're seeing what God put in our heart to echo and repeat and follow the example of the New Testament. We are sending churches. We're planting life-giving churches. We're seeing the gospel spread throughout Columbus. And that's because of your faithfulness and because of your giving. And I don't want to hype you up too much, but I also want to celebrate that. I'm proud to be your pastor. I'm proud of what we're doing. And I'm excited for what God's building today. Let me pray and thank him. God, thank you so much for building Movement Church so that we can be a part of your heart and your work. Thank you for letting us send Three Creeks Church. Thank you for the, the wonderful health we see with them and the great things they're doing. Thank you for, for letting us send Contrast Church today, Lord. We bless them. We bless their launch team. We bless the Gilmores. We're excited about your work, God. We pray that we'll continue to have a DNA that reflects your word, reflects the Bible, and reflects the New Testament church. Help us to have a heart for your kingdom and not our kingdom. God, thank you that we can respond to you sending your son with our lives, with our finances, and with our work in the church. God, we want to worship you with all that we are personally and corporately. And so we give you all of us today, Lord. It's in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hey, Movement Church, we are excited because this is officially Sending Sunday. We are commissioning and sending the launch team of Contrast Church, our newest church plant that we have uh, formed and are sending alongside of Three Creeks Church, our, our last church plant. And so this is something that's in our DNA, something that we want to celebrate, something that we're excited about, and something that's a milestone of our vision and what we've been trying to build over these last few years. And so I hope that you feel a great ownership and a great pride for this. And so we have a couple of videos that we've pre-filmed here just for you to get to know and say goodbye and, and prayerfully send the launch team one last time, as well as hear from Trey and Sarah Gilmore. So let's check out these videos as we send Contrast Church.
All right. Well, welcome to our uh, virtual commissioning. My name is Mark, and I'm the lead pastor at Movement Church, and we're excited uh, to have Joel from Three Creeks Church with us and do the sending of the Gilmores and the Contrast Church launch team. Tonight, historically, we have done this on a Sunday in a room with people. None of those things are allowed now, so we've taken to Zoom here because uh, we, we still want to celebrate this. We think this is significant. Uh, our network is excited about church planning, excited about sending, and so we want to just celebrate each and every person that's on this call, the way that they've listened to the Holy Spirit, and the sacrifice that they're going to be making uh, for the next couple years to start a new church that will be reaching people in Grandview. So we want to uh, just celebrate you all tonight. This is not the last time we'll ever see you, but uh, it is the the time to celebrate you. So um, I want you to hear, those of you that are from Movement, those of you that are from Three Creeks, those of you that might not have been connected to either one of those teams, uh, we are proud of you and we are excited for what is ahead. We're excited for what you're going to do uh, as you guys get going this fall. And so we just want to take a moment and, uh, and pray over you. I know Joel's going to say some words and, and also pray after that, but we want to, I want to just take a moment and thank God for you, kind of commission you and, and send you and, and celebrate you. So let me, uh, let me pray here. And uh, Joel, you can, you can say some things too then. God, thank you so much for this team. Thank you, uh, Lord, just for um, the calling you've put in their lives to, uh, to be a part of uh, Contrast. Thank you for the ways that uh, you brought them to uh, act in faith and act boldly. And God, we just want to celebrate that. We are excited about that. We're excited uh, about the people uh, that are going to be in heaven because of the impact of Contrast Church and, and what you're going to do, God. So we pray uh, that you will continue to add to their number, add to their team. We pray that you will go ahead of them and give them conversations where they can share the gospel. And Lord, we pray that you will just elevate their gifts as they uh, are becoming uh, a church and, and uh, becoming the body of Christ. Lord, we pray that you will help them to, uh, to just be excited about the different gifts, the different things you've given them that can contribute to that and can build your church. And so we thank you for that. We celebrate that today, Lord. Amen. Amen. And I just want to add just one thought. And, and the thought comes from a time when uh, one of your launch team members, Adam Brigham, sat down in my living room and was asking me some questions. We were making a video and he asked me to reflect on planting three creeks out of movement three years ago. And Adam, you just asked me a question. You said, hey, what's been, what's been the most excited you've gotten along the way? Like, what, is, what has been something that you've loved seeing? And thought about it for a second. And then the answer became very obvious. It was, it was watching people on our launch team get off the sidelines and get into the game and, and get into ministry and ultimately discover, identify, and then fan their gifts that God has given them into flame. Like people just come alive and in, in an American church culture that, you know, we kind of grumble at it from time to time. I think the thing that we might grumble at the most is the, that just come and watch and see and, and consume, you know, mentality. You guys aren't doing that. Like every one of you signed up to come and, and be a part of something. And, and I just want to echo what Mark said and just say, we are so proud that you are not just sitting and consuming and watching, but that you are getting in the game and the gifts of God that are in you, they're, they're going to be fanned into flame. And I believe the next two or three years will be the most spiritually alive that you've ever felt. 
And I can say that because I'm three years into this one. And that's what our team would say. We would say, we feel more spiritually alive than ever. So the beginning of the journey is now, and we are so proud of you. And I'm going to quickly uh, just pray over you as well and and send you off. So pray with me. Uh, Father, we just ask in Jesus' name that you would go before this team. We pray for the people, for the soil in Grandview, that it would be soft and receptive to the message that these people are going to take. And Father, uh, I just pray specifically that the gifts that you have put in every single one of these people would be fanned into flame, that they would feel spiritually alive and used by you in a way that they never have before, that they would look at 2020 and 2021 and 2022, at these years that they would look back on them for the rest of their lives and say, man, I cannot believe how much God used me, worked through me. It was surreal. It was supernatural. I pray that over their life and over this team. God, I pray for Trey and for Sarah and for little baby Junia. And I pray, Father, that you would protect them and guard them and go before them. And I pray that this team would love and serve them in return. And God, we're just thrilled to be a part of something that's so much bigger than us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, team, we're proud of you, Mark. We've been, we've been dreaming of this day. We thought it'd be in person. Yeah. But uh, go ahead, man. Send them out. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, like I, like I said, we are, we're proud of you guys. I hope that you are spoiled. I hope that you've caught the DNA that we want to plant churches that plant churches. So no pressure, but we expect you to do this in 2024. So <laughs> go and be blessed. We love you guys. See you later. Thanks for listening to the Movement Church Podcast. Our vision is to be a movement of people finding their way back to God. We hope wherever you are, this message encourages you to take the next step in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about Movement Church, including attending a worship experience, getting connected, or to give online, please visit movementcolumbus.com.